Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today's guest is Christy Haig. Christy is wife of Dr. Jerry Haig, president and CEO of the Florida Baptist Children's Home and One More Child. She's mother to sons Ben and Brady. She's a national speaker and international missions leader and a child welfare advocate. One More Child is a nonprofit organization providing Christ-centered services to meet the needs of hungry children, foster children, trafficked children, single moms, and struggling families, both locally and globally, since 1904. In the last three weeks of the COVID global pandemic, One More Child has provided more than 600,000 meals to children and families in crisis. Christy, we're so thrilled to have you with us. What truth have you been clinging to during this uncertain time? Wow, Cindy. Um, I think the, the thing that I've thought of the most is that none of this is a surprise to God. He, he didn't wake up two months ago and throw his hands up in the air and say, what, what am I going to do with this pandemic? Just the reality that he is such a good father and he is all sovereign. He is truthful. He is trustworthy. He is powerful. He is good. Just God is God. And we, uh, we don't have to question that. None of this was a surprise to him. And I just, I stand firm on who he is. And it's been such a comfort to me. Uh, About a year ago, quickly, I'll just tell you, I um, found a lump and found out I had breast cancer. Fast forward, double mastectomy, breast cancer, a, a crazy year. It's it's just a continuum of 2019 <laughs> being such a an interesting year. But I remember back then thinking the same thing. This isn't a surprise to him. And I, he is still so trustworthy. He's still so good. I remember then thinking he's going to do one of two things. Either he's going to heal me immediately or he's going to walk me through this thing. And he, he chose door number two and walked me through it. And that's what he's doing with this pandemic. He is walking us all through it. None of this is a surprise, and he's still such a good, good father. Christy, how wonderful that you can truly live in the peace of Christ. How has God been speaking to your heart right now? He's just shown me 10 truths, and and really, I kind of break it down in my heart to um, 10 ways he's kind of giving me hope and allowing me to give hope to other people. And it's just, it's been a sweet, sweet time of fellowship. Um, just, just with these 10 things he showed me. 10 things in 2020. I want to hear about them. So let's get into the 10 things. Um, start with the first three ways. What are the first three ways that God is encouraging us all to give and receive hope in the midst of this pandemic? I grew up in an amazing home with precious parents. And my daddy said over and over and over and over, when in doubt, heap grace. You can't go wrong with grace. Be a grace giver. He he was a pastor. He is a pastor and um, worked at a children's home, a Baptist children's home for over 40 years. And he would give all our pots and pans away. If you ever said, Homer, I like your boots. He'd he'd start taking his boots off to give to you. I I never wear these. And I guess you do. They're on your feet right now. (laughs) But he is just such a grace giver. So I grew up in a home filled with grace. And let me just tell you, Sandy, 
um, WMU has been a huge part of my life and GAs um, just helped shape who I am. My sweet teacher, Juanita Blanton was my GA teacher and I learned scripture. Oh my goodness. So much scripture that I still um, remember and that I still use. And I tell her all the time, she's my mom's best friend, just an amazing GA leader, but she's such a grace giver. So I grew up around people who heaped grace and, and I've learned to heap grace. And in this time when I feel like you turn on the television, everyone's at each other. I don't, I don't care where you are politically, um, whatever side you're on. And it's just, people are being so mean right now. And I feel like Jesus is saying, take a step back and let's heap some grace on each other. Christy, I love that phrase your dad taught you, heap grace upon grace. That's going to be a statement I remember. And and along with being a grace giver, Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so you may know how to answer everyone. I think Satan wants to keep us in selfishness and fear. And Christ is telling us, just be a grace giver. The second thing um, that he's just really been teaching me, and it's so good. It's so rich. I think we need to choose to not be offended. Satan loves to keep us in a state of just being offended at everything all the time. And my brother, I remember him, this analogy of just a fishing pole. It's like Satan walks around with this fishing pole and just dangles this bait in front of all of us to keep us offended all the time. And it's hard to do kingdom work when we're just, we're in a state of being offended all the time. Romans 12, 18 says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Now we stand up for the things we need to, of course, but we want to um, choose not to be offended all the time. And and not to fuss so much about everything. My boys, we had something we called the fuss factor. And we work all over the world in 13 countries. And we work in India and a leper colony and Uganda and many places. And, and you know, you come home from those and your blow dryer doesn't work. Well, who cares? <laughs> I mean, what does that really matter? Is it something we need to fuss about? So I, we talked a lot growing up about our fuss factor. And and the Lord's showing me that right now. What are we fussing about? I mean, there, there are big things going on, and we need to not fuss about we can't get our Publix order in, or we didn't get just the right brand of toilet paper. Who cares? <laughs> there is kingdom work to be done right now, even in the midst of this pandemic. And the, the Lord wants us to put our eyes on Him and to get some kingdom work done. Christy, I could not agree more. Choose not to be offended. The third thing that I love, and he's just showing me, I call it praying big. Um, I wish you could see in my laundry room right now, I've got a big sign that says pray big. And and the Lord's showing me that we don't need to box God in, in small prayer. He says, you have not because you ask not. And the second part of that verse, though, is we don't have because we ask with the wrong motive. And he's showing me if our hearts are aligned with his and we're asking with the right motive and for things aligned in his will, then we should be praying big. And Sandy, I am praying. I've been begging God that millions of people will be saved during this pandemic. People are turning to the Lord that would never have, have come to him. And we have an opportunity right now. I'm, I'm really, I'm praying big that millions, millions of people will come to know him as their Savior. I'm teary telling you this right now because it 
I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And I, I feel like we have an, an amazing opportunity right now to share the gospel and to be the hands and feet of Christ and to be the mouth of Christ right now. Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, pray without ceasing. So let's just pray big and pray every day and all day. I do believe in this difficult season that many will come to faith in Christ, but we as the church have to be out there having gospel conversations with those around us. You're giving us such good, sound, encouraging spiritual advice. Christy, what's next on the list of 10 things that God gave you for 2020? I think Satan wants to keep us comfortable and in our own little comfort zone. And right now he wants to keep us on our couches, flipping through Netflix and and social media, and the Lord saying, "I have work to do right now, and you might it might be out of your comfort zone, but do it afraid." Now, I'm not talking about um, not social distancing or not wearing your mask or whatever. I'm I'm talking about whatever the Lord has put on your heart to do. We have a harvest right now to do it afraid. I remember years ago, Sandy, I had two middle aged, mid twenties boys that are amazing. I know I'm very biased, but my youngest son, Brady. He came to us um, a few years ago, and he just had a heart for um, to share the gospel with precious Muslim people, friends, and, and he felt like he was supposed to go abroad and serve in refugee camps, and so he did. For two summers, he served um, in refugee camps, and you think I wasn't afraid when he told me that? Of course I was afraid. We said, of course, go. My other son came to us when he was 14 and said he felt like the Holy Spirit was telling him to work with the Kuna tribe in the Panama jungle. So we sent him out in the jungle and got to share the gospel. And of course, sometimes we're afraid when God pulls us out of our comfort zone. But now is the time. Um, it is a it is a special time in history. And it's going to be, it's changing the fabric of all of our lives and our testimonies. And we need to do it afraid. There are 365 verses in the Bible about fear. And so the Lord has our back. He has us. He's giving us the power. He is um, giving us the protection we need in the right circumstances. And he's asking us to step out of our comfort zone and do whatever it is he's calling us to afraid. The fifth thing that he's told me is just run. He gave me the word just run. And what he means by that is he wants us to run after him. My life verse is Matthew six thirty three, and it's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And what he's meant to me with that is, Christy, run after me and everything. I'll work everything else out. Now, it might not be how you want me to work it out, but I've got you covered. And so we just need to be pursuing him in every part of our life right now. Even when we have extra time on our hands, what are we doing with that time? Are we running after him? We've been given this this amazing time to dive into his word or to listen to amazing podcasts like yours or whatever. But whatever it is, the Lord's telling us we need to run after him. The sixth thing that the Lord has told me um, in the mornings is to, right when I get up, to armor up. Just to, in my mind, like I told you, I'm a simple person. So I have to physically and mentally think through armoring up. Um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 talks about the armor of God. And I think Satan wants to keep us as exposed and weak. And we don't have to live that way. Right now, we can, even when we feel um, so exposed in the world with the pandemic and we're scared everywhere we go, and the Lord says, armor up with me. Armor up with what I've told you. 
and and you can have full confidence. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And he's so sneaky. The devil is just full of schemes and so sneaky. And I just mentally have to put on this armor for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. The seventh thing Sandy, he's shown me is he's telling me to eat some fruit. And I actually have a big bag of M&Ms right here beside me. I've been eating a lot of M&Ms lately. It is terrible. And he's telling me, eat some fruit. Of course, he's not talking about uh, physical fruit. He's talking about spiritual fruit. Well, if some people need a refresher about the fruits of the Spirit, I know they're found in Galatians. God's Word says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is some pretty good eating. That's some good eating right there. Um, we need to just think about eating fruit all day. And there might be one of those that um, anyone listening right now might be struggling with. And I just encourage you right now to think about that fruit and whichever one the Lord's put on your heart. Patience happens to be mine. <laughs> I, I struggle with patience. It's not my my greatest virtue. Just which one is is the Lord talking to you about? We need to eat some fruit. Christy, these are such wonderful and timely reminders for all of us. Let's wrap up the final three ways to get and give hope during this pandemic. What are your last three of the 10 for 2020? Sandy, number eight is a good one that the Lord gave me. I like it a lot, and I'm really trying to work on it. And, And he told me to celebrate others' victories. I think it's so important to cry with each other and to celebrate with each other. I'm seeing a a lot of my friends right now, their kids were supposed to get married right now. They're supposed to have weddings right now, and they're not able to get together. Same with funerals. I'm teary thinking about um, my husband's aunt passed away yesterday. What a woman of God. Wow. But, you know, they can't have a funeral right now, and it's it's tough. She loved Jesus, and, and they'll celebrate her life later. But this is a time, I think, Sandy, to come together and to celebrate each other's victories as we see um, God doing amazing things and also mourn with each other. Um, let's be there for each other. I think Satan wants to keep us jealous and petty, and especially, Sandy, like on, on social media. I think we can scroll through Facebook and say, oh, they've got that. It's so easy to be jealous of each other and to compare. Satan plays the comparison game. I think he keeps us comparing all the time. I'm the Bible study teacher at Mops. I don't know if you've heard of Mops, Mm -hmm. Mothers of Preschoolers. About 100 girls every other week, young ladies. I just love them. Um, And I think something they struggle with as young moms, too, is they're all on social media so much. It's amazing what a, a part of their lives and they, they, they struggle with the comparison game. Um, those, their kids make all A's or those kids did this or um, their kids are smarter than mine. And, and we do that in every stage of life. I think we, we play the comparison game and Satan loves that. And, and the Lord's calling me just to celebrate. If I see something good happening in your life, 
I want to be the first one you want to tell and the first one that will celebrate with you. Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Number nine, um, the phrase that he gave me was dig deep and dig wide. And, and what he means by that is let's be in God's word. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of materials, all you have to do is Google verses on fear. And you'll see a whole list of verses on whatever you're dealing with. Maybe you're going through anxiety. If you just Google verses in the Bible on anxiety and just start reading through those verses. I remember Rick Warren years ago, he said something to the effect of so many of us say we believe the Bible from cover to cover, but we've never read the Bible from cover to cover. And so my mother-in-law, sweet mother-in-law who loves Jesus, I think this is her 32nd year to read the Bible from cover to cover. Like I was telling you earlier, my GA teacher, Juanita, she had us memorize so much scripture. And now I am so grateful that she did that because I've hidden it away in my heart. And that's what comes to mind. No matter where you are, maybe you've never read the Bible before. Start today. Uh, start, you can start anytime. It's never too late to start soaking up God's word. And Sandy, the tenth thing is one of my favorite things. The Lord told me, get up every day and put on your God eyes. And what he meant by that was, see the world through my lens. See the world how I see the world. And really, he sees the world in one of two ways. Either you know him as, as, as your Savior or you don't. Now, he loves everyone the same. He adores everyone and he desires a relationship with everyone. But if you know Christ, then you're my sister in Christ. And we ought to be walking arm in arm together doing kingdom work, not fussing about silly things. And if you don't know Christ, man, that should be first in my mind. What I want to do is, is share the gospel with you. We need to see the world through God's eyes. I think Satan wants to keep us myopic, looking down and in and and the Lord's saying, look up and look out. I have things for you to do. See the world as I see them. And let's start loving people as he loves them. That is wonderful. Christy, do you have any last bits of encouragement to share as we wrap up this podcast? Well, I guess, Cindy, I just want to say a big thank you. Big thank you. Luke 17. I love the story of, of Jesus heals 10 lepers and only one comes back and says, thank you. <laughs> I see. And he says, where are the other nine? Didn't I heal all of you? And only one comes back. And I, I want to be that one that's coming back and saying, just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, WMU. And um, I just, I praise God for you and for, I know you don't want to be lifted up and I'm not lifting you up, but I'm, I'm grateful um, for what the Lord's doing through you. And I appreciate you having me on today. It was just such a blessing and an honor. Christy, I want to thank you for being on today's podcast and sharing with us how we can make a greater kingdom impact, even in the midst of a global pandemic. Here's what I heard you say. Be a grace giver. Choose to not be offended. Pray big. Do it afraid. Run after Jesus. Armor up eat some fruit, celebrate each other's victories, dig deep and dig wide, and put on your God eyes. All these things will help us as we do our best to be the hands and the feet of Christ to a world who needs His hope. I believe in the restoration of brokenness through hope 
in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this issue of On the Journey Conversations. See you next time.